You're listening to You're listening to the to a Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show coming to you from London. My name is Mark and joining me as always, my partner in crime and and maintainer of the Essex Field Office, T Kitty. It's Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing all right, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And you're a happy little boy because you've got a happy little box of happy little Halcyon. I am new <laughs> box of fresh Halcyon turned up today. Klaxon <laughs> alert all over Twitter as I work my way through that over the next couple of weeks. Klaxon after Klaxon. Oh, yes. We've got a fine-looking beer tonight. It's from a London brewery that we know quite well from the Five Points Brewing Company, we've got Hook Island Red, which is a 6% ABV red rye, full of Chinook, Columbus and Simcoe hops. That is going to taste a treat, I'm sure, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Stevie, how's your beery week been, buddy? Yeah, it's been uh, another good week as I've been working my way through some of my selections here. Um, the, the absolute highlight for, for me this week was a beer called Bones of a Sailor 3 which is a, a, a siren craft brew um, beer. Now, this was, and I need to make sure I've, I've got this right, it was an imperial porter aged in PX barrels with raspberries, cocoa, and vanilla. Now, mate, I don't think you're going to come across a better beer this year than, that, than, than this one. That sounds like it'll either be a car crash or amazing. Well... <laughs> It was just an all-out assault on the senses. The, the aroma screamed sour beer. This this is going to be a sour beer. It had that real kind of sourness pouring out of it. The yep. flavour was like drinking carbonated red wine that had been infused with vanillas and raspberries, and it had this hint of chocolate and roasted malts at the end of it. It was absolutely stunning. I, I Honestly, mate, I... Seriously, it's an incredible beer, um, and it's one that I would suggest people search out. It's still available in a few places, but get your hands on it because it was an absolute cracker of a beer. What was the name of it again? Bones of a Sailor Part 3. From Siren. From Siren, yes. Not a collab beer this time? No, this is pure pure Siren. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, and what else have you had? Um, other than that, I was uh, had a I was at a bottle share event last week where we shared many many beers, um, lots of which I, I can't remember. Um, the, the highlights from from that though were, were, were probably this massive bottle. It was one point five litre bottle of um, dark lager that um, Clayfish had bought back from New Zealand with him. And, <laughs> shared that so everyone really enjoyed getting into that um and actually probably one of the real highlights of the night was before the bottle share actually started the uh the the, the, the place that we were in had oakum green devil on which is ipa okay and literally i sunk two pints of that before we even started the bottle share it was so crisp and refreshing oakum always uh, do great beers oh mate it was like it was like their citra that had been injected with like steroids and was on speed while <laughs> tripping at a 80s house festival it was absolutely incredible wow what, what about you mate i mean they've, they've been two real standouts for me this week what, what about yourself have you had anything notable i've i've had one beer in the last week um 
I don't know Come why. On, I know, I know. It's like I had all these intentions because I've, I've got a pile of beer behind me, as you can see on my camera, that I've been meaning to get into. But for some reason or other, I just didn't get any. And then I went away for the weekend to the in-laws. And that's usually when I take a supply with me to get through, <laughs> to get through <laughs> the weekend. But um, I forgot to pack them. So I ended up getting a bottle of Ghost Ship when I was up there. Um, in the hopes of getting a fresh one like you had on your camping trip, um, the other week, it was pretty uh, good, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't amazing like you were saying. <laughs> I was going to say I was guessing where that was going, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. It was. I can't quite remember what I was. <laughs> I was hoping for a citra bomb, but it's not a citra bomb because it's just you know you get the malts to it and all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a bottle of beer, but it was it was lovely. Decent beer, go ship. But I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, we've got some beery news, I think, mate. Yes, loads of news this week. Beep, 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 Okay, so breaking news, Justin. We've, we've, we've announced this on Twitter this week, and um, for, for anybody that missed this, I just want to mention it on, on this week's show. Um, sadly, the, the offer that we've been doing with Drink Store in, in Ireland has ended um, rather um, abruptly. Um, they've they've taken a decision that due to some issues that they've had with various couriers bringing the beer to the UK and the amount of bottles that are actually being damaged in transit, it's sadly costing drink store more money than it than they're actually making out of it to to keep honouring the orders and resending the beers. So so sadly, as of this point, um, not just the beer o'clock show box, but drink store and no longer shipping to the UK. So if you want to get your hands on some of that sweet Irish beer, you're going to need to find another method. Or alternatively, I don't want to say say this, but we told you so. You, you should have ordered it earlier on um, while it was still available. <laughs> Um, because if you haven't got your hands on any of it, you are, you have missed out on some cracking beers. Um, we are still talking to Drinkstar about the potential. They're looking at different um, distribution methods and packaging and all different things. And and if they do deem it as a viable uh, business option, we will look to to, to re-engage something with them. And obviously, we'll let people know. So um, just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to the guys for, for what they've done in, in terms of supply. And I know quite a few listeners to the show have ordered the beers and a lot of other beers from the website as well and there's a lot of people that i spoke to on twitter as well that have also said they've ordered beers from the site um so thanks for the guys for, for helping us out with those um and thanks for honoring the orders that are still outstanding yeah hats off to them that you know it was really good of them to sort that out for us and put it up on their website as a special box and everything yeah absolutely for you know for a while there we were kind of exclusively involved in in some of these beers being imported to the uk um sadly not so much but hopefully we'll we'll see them in the uk in 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 other methods soon enough um back to other news um the uh and this is an interesting one this is news that was sent to us by a listener so um it's almost a new segment in the making here send (laughs) us your regional news and, and we'll talk about it in the news so this came from at big beer fairy um who wanted to tell us that the free valleys beer festival will be taking place in 18 venues um where the three valleys are 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 in derbyshire um the the 17 pubs are in Johnfield, Bradway, Totley, Barlow, Cole, Aston, Appenole and Hundle. I 
don't know half those don't even sound like they're in england um but for more information uh threevalleysfestival.org.uk and thanks again to big beer fairy for sending us that um next story uh marks and spencers have gone all craft mate seriously <laughs> this was all over twitter in the last week um not only are they stocking a new range of brewed four beers um so the likes of adnams and oakham of of brewed new beers for marks and spencers that are containing english only hops mm-hmm. um so this is under are, the marks and spencers name right under marks and spencers name but brewed for yeah by some of the big regional breweries mm-hmm. in addition to that marks and spencers are now stocking camden town brewery hells and parallel four pure brewing ipa and pills meantime brewing pills and parallel buxton brewery more top anchor cali lager brooklyn half owl goose island ipa and all of the other MS branded beers. So Marks and Spencer wow. all of a sudden are seriously becoming the go to place for your beer. Big ups to MS of stocking Buxton and Four Pure. The yeah, ones you don't absolutely. normally see in the shops. Yeah. Well being able to walk into a shop and come out with a with a bottle of Buxton beer. <laughs> winning. Um next item, um Yorkshire Brewer wins Beard of Spring Award. Now now we've spoken about these guys before, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the Beard Liberation Front mm-hmm. uh, are back. Um they can campaign against beardism and, and they've announced that Stuart Ross, who's the head brewer for Magic Rock Brewery, um has won its Beard of Spring Award. Now if if you've ever met Stuart or you've seen him on Twitter it's an impressive beard that that man sports. Um, but it's the first time a brewer's won this award in 20 years. Um, and by all accounts, it reflects the rise of craft brewing. So, um, Stu, congratulations for, for winning the Beard of Spring Award. And he now goes into uh, the Beard of Ye- the Year awards in December. He, he may well become the first <laughs> brewer to sport the great British beard or the Beard of Britain. I don't know what they call it. Um and then finally, just to mention, um, on June the 15th uh, is Beer Day Britain. Now, we've spoke about this before. Um, it's a day where uh, across the country we're going to be celebrating um, the nation's favourite tipple. Um, it's also the 800th anniversary of the Magna Carta signing on the 15th of June. Um, and there'll be special events going on now. Um, Beer Day Britain is... Um, I can't find the website address at the moment but they're on twitter at beer day britain you can follow them um but we're also planning on doing a bit of a collaboration show with them um to tie into to beer day britain on the 15th of june so so keep an eye out for that in season seven and um that's all i've got for this week's news mate Alrighty, that's a nice batch of news that that's yeah i'm, I'm quite proud of the news this week let's <laughs> say so you should well. be son Right. Let me just reach out and pat myself <laughs> on the back. There. Well, let's get into this week's beer then. This is from Five Points Brewing Company, a great little London brewery. It is their Red Rye 6% ABV called Hook Island Red. It's a full-bodied, aromatic red ale brewed with Chinook, Columbus and Simcoe hops. Right, let's get into it. There's a lovely aroma coming out of the bottle, mate. Straight away, you're just getting all of those hot profiles pouring out of the bottle. It's got a lovely pour on it. It's a lovely 
r- red colour, as, as, as you'd expect from the name. Um, a slightly off-white head, but nice big fluffy head in the glass. Mm-hmm. Lovely Beautiful. sweet aroma off it. Uh, aromas, yeah, sort of caramel and pine. A little bit of citrus in the background. It's a very attractive looking beer. That's that that's got to be said for this. Right, shall we get into it, mate? Let's let's yeah, let's not pontificate over what it looks and smells like. Let's actually start tasting it. Cheers, mate. Cheers, pal. Oh what are you thinking on that? You get that lovely rye that rye flavour's coming straight off straight up front, straight down the middle, straight up your nose. And mouth filling with that blend of hops. It's just like, mm. it feels like my mouth is sparkling from the pinpricks of bitterness from this beer. Yep. The, the, the rye is certainly a big player in there. Yeah. Um, you do get the, the flavour of it straight away. You, you get the lasting dry bitterness at the end from it as well. Um, and it just complements the hops so well. Um, all the flavours are just working so well together in there. Mm-hmm. Now, from what, what I know about this beer, I haven't done some research for, for, for once this week, um, 20% of, of rye added to the recipe, uh, along with the hops. Um, and according to, to the guys at, at Five Points, um, they, they think that it gives uh, a dash of pine and passion fruit. Um, but obviously, everyone's taste buds are, are slightly different. Um, I certainly picked up the pine on the aroma, not so much getting any of the passion fruit in there. But I am getting the beautiful combination of those um, big American hops in there. See, I'm not getting much of the pine even. I'm I'm getting lovely sweet fruits coming through on the nose. But then on the flavours, it's kind of biscuity, mm, slightly woody, rye, hop bitterness. Definitely appreciate what you're saying about the biscuit. Um, that's that's kind of working really well with all the, the the different profiles coming off the different hops that are in there. Yeah, it, it has got a long, long dry finish on it though, it which is which is really nice. Um, I mean, this is this is one that obviously you know, on as we're heading into the the, the, the nice sunny warm days now. You just kick back on 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 a, on a chair in the garden at the end of the evening, just enjoying this as the sun goes down. I think. Yeah, the six percent you can tell is pretty much a six percent beer. It's not terribly sessionable, but it's one like you say you could sit on and drink throughout the afternoon. Um. Yeah, it's not overly you know the, it's not boozy. It's not overly strong in that way. Lovely bittering all the way through it, and like you're saying, it lasts all the way through. I mean, I took my sip a couple of minutes ago, and it's still there, still mm. lasting. And too often we have these supposedly quite um, hop bittered beers, and that hop bitterness just dissipates within like thirty seconds. It is as, as I'm working my way down the glass here. I'm getting probably getting a little bit more caramel towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um. That is being finely balanced by the sort of the tropical fruit flavours that are coming through in it. Um, it just it just works really really well. This is a really stunning beer from from Five Points, and uh, 
I know you said in in the intro to the beer that obviously we've featured Five Points beers in the past. We've we've done their IPA um, on the show. We've we've had an interview with them. You, you know, they're still a relatively small London brewery. Their, their, their core range only consists of four beers, um, and they do do those four beers exceptionally well. Yeah. Now they do this one. They do the IPA. They do a pale. Am I right? Yes. And what's the other then, one? They've got a railway porter. That's it, the railway as, porter. As well. I think I've had that on cask before. Or keg. It came out of a tap. <laughs> one, or, one or the other. I don't know the difference. But I'm pretty sure I've had that before, and that, that was smashing as well. Yeah, it's it's a solid porter. Um, I mean, they do play around with, with variations of the beer. Um, they've recently done a derailed porter, which was um, one that had been tucked away in barrels for a year with some brett. Um, to see what that did to the flavours. They obviously recently did a, a a slightly different hopped version of their parallel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I say, I think what they do, they do exceptionally well. And and I think there there are all too many breweries in this day and age that just are constantly looking to do new beer after new beer after new beer. It's I think it's great to see a brewery say, no, you know what? Actually, that's our range. And we're going to concentrate on making that range as good as possible. Occasionally, we might bring out a special, but that's what you're going to get from us. And and that sort of, you know, that hexagonal, pentagonal logo of theirs is one that is almost a mark of our quality. If you see that on the bar, you know you're going to get a decent beer from us. Yeah. And what I like about Five Points is if you follow them on Twitter and you see the way they tweet about their beer and it's always about it, it never feels like I'm being marketed to. It just feels like they're making these great beers that they are passionate about and that they have pride in. And so, you know, they do, they do come out. They came out with that, like you say, the pale that came out with the, with the different hops in it. You know, they didn't do a grand new relaunch of their beer or anything like that. It's just, I don't know. They're just, you know, they're great little brewery in Hackney putting out these beers. Londoners love them. For a small brewery, they're quite—they're all over the place when it comes to London. You can, you know, you can find this stuff popping up all over the place. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting a slightly, slightly woody notes coming through on the nose now. Just, just as you reach the end, yeah. There's that. For, for me, it's still over, overpowering of the pine and citrus from 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 the hops that that are just coming through. I, I really enjoyed that. You can tell how much I enjoyed that because that's actually disappeared fairly quickly tonight. Um, <laughs> that that's a that's a good one. I, I would recommend that highly to people. If you see five points for Kylan Red, um, give it a go. If, if Red Rise are your thing, um, we, we've done a few of them now. Uh, we, we've done a few red beers this season as well. Um, again, it's it's what you're saying about the brewery, mate. Almost an understated. Um, standout beer of this season there mm. yeah. um, just just came out of nowhere um, really really enjoyable stuff yeah I mean you should be able to find their stuff in many of the dedicated bottle shops in London Source Market always have five points on you know really easy to get if you're in London 
Hours by mail do them, mate. So if, if, if people want to take full use of the discount that we have running with hours by mail, you can always get yourself a great selection of five points. I think at the moment, actually, they're doing a, I think they're doing a five-point selection box as well, 12 beers. So I think you get three of each of the beers in that selection box. Um, that's that's probably worth a punt with the discount as well. Yeah, or, you know, if you just want to get a four-pack of that and try their core range, or their range, <laughs> their core range, it is their range. <laughs> yeah. They're all great, all balanced. All exactly what the intended is. You want a porter? The porter's great. Pale does the job. IPA does the job. This red rye, Hook Island red. Smashing. Not much else to say. No. <laughs> so I'm just going to finish it off. Okay, you you enjoy that, mate. I um I, I thoroughly enjoyed mine. <sighs> cool. Okay. Um. Steve, do you want to talk about... We've mentioned this briefly before, but this season is all about the off-spin. <laughs> the spin-off series. Or, or the spin-off, even. <laughs> the off-spin. It's all about the spin-off series. And so we've got one that is coming out, I think, it's launching next week. It is I launching remember. next week. Do you want to tell the boys and girls what this is all about? Yes, uh, as you say, we've mentioned this a few times, we've teased it a few times. Um, we have been playing around with the idea of going back and revisiting some some of the beers that we did uh, early on in the Beer O'Clock show, when, when we were both beer noobs and we didn't really know what we were talking about. And we spent a lot of time saying, well, this beer smells and tastes hoppy, um, without really giving any descriptor of the flavours. Um, so what, what we've done is we've gone back through season one and the beginning of season two, and we've picked out, a, I think it's eight beers that, that we're going to go back and we're going to review again. <clears throat> and we are launching a new spin-off series. It's going to be one a month. So we're not going to be overloading your feed too much. Um, and series is simply called Revisited. And, and that launches on Tuesday the 21st of April and the first beer that we'll be revisiting is Thornbridge's Wild Raven so that will if you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes that will automatically pop up um, next Tuesday um, alternatively you can listen on the website um, and on Stitcher and via all of the various other methods where where you can access our content um, we, we would love to know what you think of these new revisited reviews if, if you've got the patience within you <laughs> go back and listen to the original and then listen to revisited and, and compare the two but please give us some feedback on it leave us a review on itunes or get in touch via twitter um and and as i say we'll be doing a a series of about eight of them so it's probably going to take us up to christmas one a month um but there's some interesting beers that we're going back and doing again um so yeah we're launching that with thornbridge's wild raven uh, which will be available next week very good um, season seven. Yes, coming that's sooner than we think. <laughs> it it is. It's it's interesting because I've, I was thinking about this today actually, and season seven. It's it's gonna feel like you know these um, you know these American serials that that you get that occasionally that they run out of ideas. So what they do is an episode that's kind of going back. To all the previous episodes of a little bit of new content yeah. because they don't really know what they're doing. Well, we'll season seven's a little bit like that because <laughs> we we didn't really uh, 
plan or coordinate our holidays this year so that that means we've ended up both being away back to back which means there's going to be a potentially a long gap in the summer where, where you're not going to hear anything from us so we've had to move things around a, a little bit and the original ideas that we had for season seven have been shelved so so what season seven is essentially going to be is um the theme that we're going with is is, is six nations um and so, so therefore we're going to be doing beers from england ireland scotland wales france and italy um obviously within that you can see that there are links back there to season six doing the irish beers there's links back to season five where we did some of the italian beers there's there's going to be some fairly standard uk beers that we're going to throw in there as well we're definitely going to be doing the the, the new brew dog mash tag as, as as the scottish entry um and there will also be the the normal homebrew special and chatting to the homebrewers there's going to be some crazy beers coming yes. up on that show as well <laughs> um and then also right in the middle of the season as as i mentioned earlier on it's beer day britain uh, and we're going to be doing a special show with jane payton who's who's behind that beer sommelier um and we're going to be talking about beer day britain with her and reviewing the beer that they're brewing in celebration of british beer so um it's going to, as I say, it's going to be a bit of a mismatch. Uh, it's going to be a fairly short season. It's only about seven or eight weeks. Um, and then what that's going to lead us into is a series of summer specials that, that, that we're planning that should be hitting your feed around about every two weeks. Um, not going to talk about them too much just yet, um, but that gives you an idea of what we've got coming up post this season, that there'll be a week's break when we finish season six. And then we'll be back with season seven. Um, so right on top of this one. Um, and just some beers that we want to drink and want to enjoy, really, mate, I think. Yeah, it all sounds a little bit bitty, but it's all planned with precision. It trust will me. work. Yes, trust us. <laughs> it will absolutely work. And the, the little summer specials we've got coming, I can't wait. To, it's such a nice little mix of things that we're going to be doing over that little summer break. I call it a break. We we won't actually be away for very long at all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's season seven coming. Like I said, f much sooner than we think. Um, but we've still got the whole Irish season to conclude, which we've been enjoying an absolute crap load. It's been so so much fun. And a shout out to the lovely Dunn couple um, for sending me bags of Tato crisps. On request. <laughs> Much appreciated. And my half Irish wife is, was very excited when I told her that we've got Tato's at home. So, Janice and Wayne, thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, before we go, we've got a little a little bit of a secret that Steve decided to spring on me, I think it was last night. Wasn't it, Steve? It, it, it was. I know how much you like these little um, last minute. <laughs> Guess what we're doing on this week's show? type surprises so um you may have heard steve talk last week i think it was about sink the bismarck from Brewdog, a 41 percent quadruple ipa and he decided he was gonna he, he poured out about a thumb's worth which is probably about all i need <laughs> and so we're going to do that as a really quick review before the end of the show and you can see just how quickly this will screw me up. So, yeah. Steve, tell me about this beer, buddy. Okay. Um, oh! There's... <laughs> just let you smell it, first of all. <laughs> um, 
just just the background to it there's there's long been um competition going on in in terms of the strongest beer in the world um and various breweries have been going against one of it one against one each one another and and up in the stakes on on the beers now sink the bismarck when, when it was released came in at 41 percent and was the world's strongest beer it's since been eclipsed eclipsed by other beers um brewdog themselves have gone on to brew a 55 percent beer um and th there's some question marks against from the beer purist community as, as to whether it's actually a beer and anymore or not because basically it's been it's been frozen it's it's had all the water removed and the alcohol kept and it, it's then had frozen hops added to it and then it's been frozen again and again and again and and that's that's how they've got it down to this percentage and actually when the, and, and that's where the argument stems from is it a beer is it a spirit what what actually is it um the, the world's strongest naturally fermenting beer is, is a Sam Adams beer, um, Utopias, which comes in at 29% ABV. And, and that's, so that's naturally fermented as a, as a beer. Um, this not so much anymore. So this is 41% ABV. It's got four times hops, four times bitterness and four times the fro and frozen four times to come in at that. As I say, it's no longer the world's strongest beer sitting above this now is a beer that goes by the name of Kohlschlip Start the Future, which is currently the world's strongest beer at 60%. Um, there are, on, on the research I did, there are two beers that sit above this, both by Brewmeister, both, both of which have proved to be absolute bullshit, apparently, <laughs> um, because they've literally just had pure alcohol added to, to the beer. So they, they, they no longer count. So um, And I just thought it would be a bit of fun just to throw this in as a bit of a curveball at the end of a show, just to um, get your reaction to it and just to, to share with our listeners um, what is a 41% beer. Um, so, so, mate, what, what are your initial thoughts around the aroma of this? Well, I've poured this into the bottom of like a proper full-size pint glass and I can smell it from the top. And <laughs> is, is it burning your nasal hair? Not really. I mean, it's like someone trying to shove a pine cone up my nose, but there's a a real boozy edge to it as well, a real yeah. spirity edge. I think I think the thing for me is, and and the thing that really surprises me with this as well, because I tried the the, the tactical nuclear penguin, which was a thirty two percent beer that Brewdog had had made, and and that was that started life as a stout, and and that ended up very, being a very very sweet. Um, thing in, in a glass the thing that really surprises me with this is you can actually still smell the hops on it yeah once, once you get through the burn that, that there is that there are hops coming off of this and and that's what amazes me that even by by the fact that it's been frozen four times you're still getting a hot profile off of this beer yeah well that it's aired a little bit it's, it's smelling quite sweet yeah but a nice kind of grassy pine nose off it. Anyway, at the risk of losing my eyebrows, cheers, mate. Cheers. <laughs> oh. I feel... Oh. Okay, so for the listeners at home, Mark is screwing <laughs> up his face and looking at me like he hates me right now. It felt like it, it, felt like it stripped the inside of my mouth away as I, as, I, as I drank it. Oh, and it's... 
I can feel it going all the way down. Have you done um, it in one? No, no, no. I took a oh, sip. I was going to say, I was gonna say, please tell me you did do like a shot. <laughs> right, okay. Well, what, so now you've got that initial one down. Take, now take another sip okay. um, and, and, and see what you get from it the second time. As I, as I, as it's coming towards me in the glass like this, slithering demonic fluid, I can smell the alcohol coming off it. My mouth, my mouth is, feels like it's been wrapped with an electric blanket. So warm. Tastes nice though. I'll tell you what. It is, isn't it? It's it's really really smooth. I actually quite like this. Ooh, despite the sensation, ladies and gentlemen. Despite the sen- I mean, I'm not getting there's not much bitterness there. You no, know, you, you kind of anticipate it with the hops. I uh, think. See, no, I think there is a little bit of bitterness at the end of it. No, it's kind of like a warmed up cough syrup. <laughs> Maybe not what they were aiming for. <laughs> um, not, not, not quite that treacly, but. Very smooth though. I mean, it's, it's it does pose the question of is this a beer, um, <laughs> or or is it a spirit, or is it some sort of distilled spirit hybrid? Um, it's it's a strange one for me. Uh, I mean, I really enjoy it. I'm I'm really enjoying it having it in these small measures. You certainly wouldn't want to go any more than that. Because um, that'd just be stupid. At forty-one percent, it's it's liable to do you a lot of damage. Um, I, I think the flavours in there are complex. There's a lot going on. Um, there, there's a lot of boozy burn to it. Um, and I, I did find when I did it in the bar that the longer you leave it in the gar- glass, the more that burn softens as well. So the more the air gets to it, the more it softens and the more flavour you get from mm-hmm. it. But it's it's just. It's just really interesting. I think it's and and I think it's I think it's great that Brewdog have brought this back out again as well, so that people can give it another try. Um, and I know it's available in their bars at the moment. If people want to go in and have a have a sample, it will cost you a fiver for a twenty five mil sample. I'd say that's a fiver well spent to, to, to just for bragging rights more than yeah. anything else to say that you've drunk a forty one percent beer. Indeed, um, I would personally I would class this as a beer. Um, when you kind of try and get beyond the alcohol burn and the obvious spirit-like characteristics of it, there is, for me, there is this very faint malt bedding to it. Nice little bitterness from what hops are left in the, in the flavours. You got the obvious hops on on the nose from when you, I first poured it out. Um. This is actually really enjoyable for something that you're just going to sip and you're just going to experience for a little bit. You're not going to order a yeah. third of it. I don't think you could drink a third of it, mate. I no. honestly don't. I think it would finish you off. And that that's exactly the reason why I invested a bottle because I often find myself, you know, you get to the end of... Uh, maybe sitting at home and going through a few of your beers one evening and, and, and you've gone along the natural progression where you've maybe started with a fairly easy beer, you've hit an IPA, maybe then gone on to a stout and then you sit there thinking, well, what, where do I go now? What's yeah. what's next? And for me, it's I, I've now got a little snifter to have at the end of the evening and, and, yeah. until my bottle runs dry. 
And it's a nice little lip warmer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Puts yeah. a little tingle in your lips. Indeed it does. So, um, two for the price of one there tonight, guys. You've got yourself <laughs> a, a little bonus review of, of Brewdog's Sink the Bismarck. Very good. Right, let's begin wrapping this up, mate. Do you have an Instagram of the week? Yes, uh, close competition this week. Uh, almost very difficult to decide. Um, Honourable mentions to Plim Sean and to Sparky Wright for some of their entries this week have been um, great pictures as always. But this week's picture goes to a new contributor. Tom is red um, for this picture of Ageless by oh, Red Willow. Which which I really I really enjoyed that picture. So congratulations, Tom is red. You are this week's um, prize. This prize, and there is a great big box full of nothing heading to you right now. Yeah, you're, um, you're not even getting the box, mate. No, you just get <laughs> nothing in in the post. Um, if you want to win our great big empty box of nothing and and be the crowned prize, this prize for for that week, um, post your pictures on Instagram. Use the hashtag Cheers Guys. Um, and I will pick them up and decide whether you are worthy or not. Indeed. Now, as we get closer to the end of the show, after the tinkly tinkly music, we're going to have a little interview with, it says here, Barry the bar manager from Dublin. <laughs> Do you want to expand on that, or shall we just let... <laughs> um, Barry is owns... Uh, not owns, he, he manages a bar in um, Temple Bar in Dublin. And when I was out there earlier on in the year, uh, to continue the Irish theme, to keep that running throughout the season, um, I did an, uh, an interview with Barry just about the Irish craft beer scene and, and how he perceives um, it's the, the beer scene out there is changing from a bar manager's perspective. Um, so it's a great little interview. Um, get, check that out at the end of tonight's show. Very good. And coming up next week, we've got a couple of special little guests. Some some young lads have been with us before. We've got yes. Shall I, shall I say or shall you? No, you you can do All it right. this week. Well, you go. For it. We're going to be reviewing the Colonel Export Stout London 1890 with famed beer writer Chris Hall and famed beer palate Justin Mason. So we've had both of them on the show before. I'm sure people are very used to Justin being on the show. He's a regular contributor. And we've had Chris all on about a year and a half ago, I think, he came along. Yeah, he did a kernel with us last time as well, if, if my memory serves me correctly. We did yeah. the London Sour. So Chris is a beer blogger. He's written a couple of books for future publishing, and he's working on a new one at the moment. So if you follow him on Twitter, you will see him doing lots of quote-unquote research by going to pubs all over the country and drinking beer. But they're going to be joining us next week for to review that kernel, um, and, and and we are going to throw something a little different in next week. We are, again, as as well. We have another wild card, folks. Yeah, should we um <laughs> should we leave that till next week? We'll or leave should it we, till next week. We, yeah, let's we'll leave it till next week. week. Okay. Right, <laughs> the Beer O'Clock Show is proud to be supported by Ales by Mail, your premier destination for bottled real ales delivered directly to your door. Visit alesbymail.co.uk and use the code BOCS10 for a 10% discount on their entire bottled range. You can find us online at beeroclockshow.co.uk, on Twitter at beeroclockshow, on Instagram at beeroclockshow, and untapped at beeroclockshowsteve. I'm an untapped at Roku, and I'm on Twitter at beershowmark. It's changed, folks. Yay! I've changed my Twitter handle because no one knows what the hell Roku beer means, and it doesn't mean anything. Beershowmark, 
At least people will understand that I'm part of this. Right. <laughs> Saying that. Until next week, Stevie. It's been the highlight of my week. And mine. Cheerio. Okay, so I'm here in Dublin. I'm with Barry, who's a bar manager here in the city centre. Hi, Barry. How are you doing? I'm good. And yourself? I'm very good, thank you. Um, thanks for taking some time to talk to us on the show this evening. No problem at all. Um, just, just tell me, how has the beer scene changed here in Ireland in the last 18 months or so? Uh, in the last 18 months, we've had an explosion of uh, breweries. We've had uh, an extra... It was predicted that at the start of 2015, we would have 50 breweries. We're now up to about... 57 breweries and 18 contract breweries. It's absolutely flying over here. You see bars opening left, right and centre with craft beer and it's just great to see it. Everyone seems to be getting behind us. Okay. And what, what do you think is driving this change in, in, in beer in Ireland right now? Well, there is a certain global trend that kind of comes our way from time to time but uh, I think people want more value for money. I think people want to see uh, they're, paying, they're paying top dollar for, for a product. They want it to be a good a good beer uh, well worth it not just your normal beer they want to, something yeah. different something extra something careful mm-hmm. and, and do you think people are, are turning more towards the locally produced beers yes uh, yes I know really uh, the imports uh, from the states are definitely popular uh, but with the likes of uh, Metal Man uh, White Hag who's just started last year like uh, everyone seems to be Everyone seems to be coming out and bringing out these fantastic beers, such as Black Boar, which is a 10.2% oatmeal stout. And whenever, whenever that quality of beer starts coming out in Ireland, people are just going to go mad for it, and it's jumping up there, and it's, it's getting good. Mm-hmm. So, so what's, um, what are your views on the beer scene in Ireland right now? Because obviously it's, it's changing, more people are moving towards... I, I hate to use the term craft, but it's, it's, it's a term that people understand. Yeah. What, why do you think more people are turning towards craft, and, and what, what do you think of the craft beer scene right now? I think the craft beer scene in Ireland is just... Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think the amount of different beers that we can get our hands on in Ireland, as opposed to what we get it at three years ago even, is just phenomenal. Uh, a couple of years ago, everyone was just doing their normal pale ales, red ales and stouts. Now we're getting double IPAs, imperial oatmeal, imperial Russian uh, stouts, uh, Belgian doubles. Everyone is trying to do something and the level that they're getting to so quickly is amazing to me. Do you, do you think there's a, a, a thirst from the consumer to try these new styles of beer? That are oh, yes. yes. Uh, last uh, month, we done a tap takeover with 8 Degrees, a very imperial winter where we've had some, they released three new beers, uh, all high ABV uh, beers, and they, once they came in, they sold out uh, in record time, really, you know, and people, once a new beer comes in, like the milk chocolate stout from the Bow Bristol, that was just out at the start of January, and sold out pretty much straight away. People uh, people want to try new things, people are, are excited when a new beer comes on, and it's, uh, it's certainly a way to go, and it's... Uh, it's just something that is really doing well in Ireland at the moment. Do, do you think your customers are bored with the, with, with the mass-produced beers and are looking for new experiences? Well, we've seen our customer base change. Uh, obviously, we're 
our, our customers here have once they get into once they get into craft beer they never go back you have about 80% of people who try it and want to stay on it 20% obviously you just like what they like but I think everyone really wants everyone wants to try something new everyone wants to try something different and instead of people just telling you that this beer is the best because it's uh, between aged and whatever they can actually taste the difference in these beers mm-hmm. and they can tell there's a lot more care about into them so recently we saw in the States the um, sales of craft beer overtake Bud for the first time. How does that um, compare to what's going on in Ireland right now? Are you seeing the consumers buying more craft beer or are they still going for the for the big beers? I think there's, a, there's definitely, in the cities, a lot of people are going towards craft beer. Uh, down the country, it's not following as quickly, but it is following. Um, I think it took... Uh, it took them nearly about 25 years for America to catch up. I think we're in really about four or five years and the world is really progressing. And I think that the likes of, say, Donegal Blonde, who uh, based himself up in Ballyshannon, and it's a very, very strange area for craft beer, but he's got over 500 craft beers in his off license. And for it to be going well, so well there, it shows that it's market for it all over Ireland. So we hope that it will uh, continue to grow. Well, Budweiser over here really isn't really a bigger player anymore anyway, so hopefully we'll pass that pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what do you think lies in store in the next 12 to 18 months for, for, for Irish craft beers? More experimenting. Uh, a lot more breweries coming out uh, than I could say are predicted. Um, we hope that the quality stays the same because that would be the main thing. If uh, a couple of breweries come out and are just in it for the money and don't care about the quality, that will show, which will put people off it to a certain extent. Uh, but I certainly see, even, even just last year, uh, what 2014 8 Degrees did, uh, phenomenal. Uh, White Hag came out with some great beers. Uh, Rascals with their uh, Ginger Porter, that's one of my favourites from last year. Uh, I can see 2014 compared to 2013, there was a lot more experimenting. I can see the same thing happening uh, this year. Uh, and I hope that a couple more breweries start to get uh, footholds in their own areas so they can really build it nationwide. Okay, and, and do you think anytime soon, for, for from our perspective, you're going to see some of these Irish beers making their way into the UK market? I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, Brew Brewery are, do, are doing a, have a lot of beer in the UK at the moment, a lot of cast beer in the UK at the moment. Um, I would hope that they kind of focus on Ireland first uh, and get let us build our base up here. And I'm sure there's a couple of uh, really good uh, craft beer pubs in the UK which will probably import them. Uh, but whether they have it permanently imported or not, I'm not too sure. Um, but if some breweries might be just setting up for the for different markets. But I would love to see it uh, growing in Ireland first, certainly, before it starts to move over. Okay. You know. And what is it, um, for, for you, What what's the thing about craft beer that makes you want to bring it into your bars and, 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 and sell it? Why why that over the the, the big beers? Well, for one, uh, it's what people want. It's what people are asking for. And uh, once you get into it uh, and you see the care that goes into it, you see the 
there's some aspects of the love that goes into making a beer and how happy they are when the beer is well received as opposed to here's free kegs sell this beer for me where they are happy to have their beer in your premises that for me is a really good thing a really it's a really uh, the connection is there the the relationship you build up with each brewer each, each importer and so on uh, there's a lot more care goes into it a lot more love goes into it and we just love to see that and when people are doing well they're happy everyone's happy and they get to try some different beers so that's why we go for it people come in they want to try some different beers not every pub is craft beer not every pub uh, wants to even go near it uh, but they will specialise in uh, gin whiskey whatever their particular thing is I think I think beer for me really is something I love so that's why I love selling it because uh, when we get new beer in and the rush like when we sold Odell's on tap this year that's the beer I've been looking for for years when we first had it on tap and uh, we just it absolutely flew out I was delighted to get it into the pub you know things like that make a difference and when we get good reviews and uh, that helps a lot that, that you know you're doing something right so to have beer have good craft beer in our pub it brings people into the pub it it certainly gets them to it gets new people into the pub it gets people staying in the pub it gets people coming in to check out what you've got on and uh, what's happening so it's always a good sign okay well clearly you're doing something right because we're, we're studying your cellar right now above us there are tons of people buying yes. beers over over the bar so I'm going to thank you for your time uh, and I'm going to let you get back up there to, to serve in the people that want to taste the great beer <laughs> thanks um, very much thank you I really appreciate your time no problem at all